Welcome to the The Harmony Now podcast with Saga where he shares structured insights and practical tools to help you achieve inner peace and fulfillment in your lives. Some struggle to find purpose in our lives or in what we do. How do we achieve a sense of well-being in our lives? Thanks, Neeta, for asking this question. You talked about... Um, stress, anxiety, having a lack of purpose. And I think primarily what you wanted to understand is how do we achieve an overall well-being? So if you're asking how do we achieve a certain sense of well-being, it means that currently we are unwell. And this word unwell is also similar to the word disease, which means dis-ease or not in ease. So anything that affects us can be termed as a disease. It could be called as unwell. It could be called sickness or illness. So to achieve an overall well-being, it is first important to be aware of why we are unwell. That is what is affecting us. And it's very interesting, the second word that you used is being. In well-being, the second word that you used is being. What does being encompass? So broadly, it includes the three aspects of ourself, which is our body, our mind, and our inner self. So if you combine the wellness aspect and the being aspect, we can categorize well-being into three aspects. One is physical well-being. Second is mental well-being. And third is intuitional well-being. For example, if you look at physical well-being, it means we have overcome any physical sickness such as injury, disability or any genetic conditions. Second, if you look at mental well-being, it means we overcome any mental factors such as stress, anxiety, anger, sadness, any emotional or mind balances, etc. Third, if you look at intuitional well-being, it means we have overcome the disconnection from our true nature. Sometimes these manifest in a variety of ways such as feeling of emptiness, not knowing what to do in our life, feeling a sense of hopelessness. If we have overcome these, we have achieved intuitional well-being. And one interesting point to note is that well-being and vice versa. So only when we achieve the well-being across these three pillars your physical well-being, mental well-being and intuitional well-being, we are truly balanced, harmonious and we have an overall sense of peace and joy. How do we tackle this illness? So I think before we go on thinking about how do we solve these illnesses to achieve a well-being, we need to understand why do these illnesses or diseases occur that prevent us from achieving a well-being? While there are many factors such as our lifestyle, 
genetics or our environmental factors that cause these illnesses or diseases i believe the core reason here is actually ignorance so if we look at the physical illness it is primarily caused because we ignore our physical body for example we eat or we consume foods because of our addiction to the taste and we ignore its effects on our digestive system and our body if you look at the mental illness it's primarily because we ignore our mind for example even if our mind is struggling with excess thoughts or stress in our workplace we ignore it and continue to work more to make more money to live a more fancy lifestyle etc and third if you look at the intuitional illness it is primarily caused because we ignore our inner self for example we ignore what our intuition or our heart wants to say or what it wants us to do rather we focus on the logic and the egoistic desires so fundamentally the diseases occur when we are not in tune with our nature when we live in harmony with our nature we become harmonious so how do we approach this i think foremost i would suggest that you create a note either on your phone or diary on which aspects of the well-being that you are struggling with is it the physical aspects is it the mental aspects or is it the intuitional aspects and analyze the root cause of the struggle for example a few days back i was frustrated at a friend and when i sat down and reflected about that incident i realized that that frustration was actually due to my physical illness i was taking a certain treatment and it was not working very smoothly which caused this to transform into a mental illness that is anger so it's important to understand the root cause of uh, the illness or disease that we face sometimes it might be two or three levels deep as well for another example a friend of mine was always angry and frustrated at his office colleagues and that anger actually stemmed out of not getting a raise or a promotion but if you look one level more deeper he was more angry or frustrated because he was actually doing this job only to get more money to save for something else that he wanted to do so notice in this example how the physical illness the mental illness both are linked to the intuitional well-being yeah okay and what happens after that so you will soon realize that the core reason behind most of your physical illness is due to your mental illness and your mental illness is due to your intuitional illness our intuitional illness or disconnection with our self 
is perhaps the most fundamental cause of many of the illnesses or diseases that we face. For example, uh, do you remember when sometimes you might have worked on a project, either in your university or outside, that you were really passionate about, that you really liked doing it? And when you were engaged in those projects, every other illness seems to either disappear away or exist but not bother you. You notice that during those times you had more energy, you were sick for lesser number of days, you had more concentration, more focus. So it is important to prioritize our intuitional well-being but we will also follow a holistic approach to address the mental and the physical aspects of our well-being. That's interesting. Could you perhaps describe more about the symptoms of intuitional illness so that I can identify them clearer? Sure. Intuitional illness can manifest in a variety of ways, such as sometimes we feel lack of purpose or meaning in life. Sometimes we are disconnected from ourselves, the people around us and the nature around us. Sometimes we lack a sense of fulfillment. Despite your other achievements in the society, in your job, in your family, there is still a lack of fulfillment or satisfaction. It could also manifest in other ways such as feeling a sense of hopelessness, feeling a bit lost or adrift, or feeling a bit stuck or stagnant in life. Now that we discuss how to identify and categorize our obstacles or illnesses, how do we overcome them? So if you look closely at the three illness that we defined, the physical, the mental, and the intuitional, which is more easy to identify? The physical one, right? The physical aspect is more gross or more tangible. For example, it can be easily diagnosed by a doctor. When you look at the mental illness, it is slightly less tangible or less gross. It is not easy to diagnose it. And sometimes we need a therapist to ask us deeper questions to uncover the problem inside. A doctor, meanwhile, can tell you the physical illness by his tools such as x-ray, a thermometer, etc. But it is a bit more difficult to understand or diagnose the mental illness. And now when you look at the third aspect, the intuitional illness, it is much more subtle compared to the first two and hence it takes longer to uncover it and we can only uncover it through our own intellect or life experiences. Yes, that's interesting. That's why many of us suffer more from mental and intuitional illness. It is not easy to uncover them. How do we go about it? I believe it is difficult to directly approach or uncover the subtle illnesses which is your mental and your intuitional illness. 
So we start with what is more easy to diagnose and heal. So we always start with the body. As the body is healed, it becomes more easy to focus on the mind. And as we heal the mind, it becomes more easy to uncover the intuitional illnesses. Most of us today, however, we only stop at healing the physical body. But as we discussed earlier, healing our intuitional illness is perhaps more important and we shouldn't stop it until we reach a state of intuitional well-being. Only then we can truly be in harmony. Does it also mean the subtle illnesses are stronger than the gross ones? Correct. That is why the mental problems or the mental illnesses today disturb people more than their physical ones. For example, as an illustration, let us say that you injured your feet or your toe and you're crying in pain. And suddenly some friend of yours comes to you and informs you of an accident in your family. You immediately start worrying about it and your physical pain vanishes. Now, if that was a very close relationship, the mental pain over time can transfer to an intuitional pain and bring a feeling of hopelessness in your life and a lack of purpose or meaning as well. So the subtle illnesses, your mental and your intuitional illnesses are more stronger than your gross illnesses, which is your physical illness. Understood. How do we heal our more tangible illness first than our body and mind? So it's very interesting that if you look closely at these two aspects, your body and mind, each of them go through three phases, an input phase, an output phase, and a rest phase. If you look at the body, our input is we consume or we eat. If you look at the output, it is the activity that we perform either work or any other activities. And finally, the rest stage includes sleep. Similarly, if you look at it from an aspect of the mind, our input is that we absorb information from the five senses. The output is how we think we process this information. And finally, the rest is when at certain duration or at certain times, we have less thoughts, we stop thinking, there is less activity on the mind. So for recovery of our body and mind, it is important to purify and reset all the three phases, your input phase, your output phase and your rest phase. And for example, what do you do when you fall sick? We take rest. At least this is what the doctors say, but many of us today continue to work and strain ourselves more. So typically when we are sick or unwell, we are recommended to take ample rest. 
eat simple or light food and also reduce our activity, travel or work. So you see, when we fell unwell, we worked on all the three phases. Our input phase, we started eating simple food. Our output phase, we reduced our activities, our work. And third, our rest phase, we took more sleep, more rest. The same concept also applies to the mind. We have to be cognizant of what we absorb or consume. Similarly, we have to be cognizant of our attitude, our thought patterns and what's influencing them. And finally, we also have to try to increase the rest time that is reduce the number of thoughts. So we have to work across all the three phases? Yes, for a complete well-being, we need to address all the three phases. If we took only rest and did not address our inputs or the output phases, we should actually feel completely recovered from taking a vacation, right? What do we do when we go on a vacation? We just take rest, but we do not address the food in fact, we do the opposite. We eat more food and more fancy food. And we also engage in more activity. And that is why most of us today, within a few weeks of taking a vacation, we are again burnt out and we immediately start planning our next vacation. Second, the rest we take, is it really a rest? Perhaps in a vacation, we sit by the beach and have a beer. Is that truly a rest? Yes, maybe it is giving us a temporary relaxation to our senses. But do recognize it is also adding more toxins into the body, which can cause physical illness, which can then manifest as mental illness. So overall, today we are jumping from rest to rest without addressing the other two phases. Hence, our well-being or healing is... Now that we have identified our illness and the approach to heal them, how do we go about it? I think here is where it gets interesting. There are three important or key factors to watch out and follow and I feel this is where majority of us get it wrong. Let me walk you through those three factors. One, it is important to understand what is the vibe or the energy of the place, the people, the things, the food to see is if do they suit us does it match with our vibe or not? Second, most often we follow general tips or recommendations thinking it will suit us perfectly. We have to recognize and nurture the uniqueness of our being. You have to realize that there are certain general tips which will not suit us because we are all unique. For example, I've heard the story about how in the ancient cultures, the kings and the courtsmen, everything for them was designed as per what is suited for them. 
as per their personality, as per their body characteristic, as per their mind. For example, the perfume they wore, the food that was prepared for them, the lotions that was prepared for them, their bathing soaps. All of this was tailored according to their body and mind characteristics. Finally, the third principle or to the factors to watch out is do our habits control us or do we control our habits? It's very important to find this out because today we have lost our control or freedom to many of the activities that we perform or the senses through which we engage in these activities. Yes. Can you also explain how do we apply this for the wellness of our body? Yes. If you recollect the three phases for the body, we have the food, which is the input phase. We have the activity, which is the output phase. And the rest, which is your sleep. So when it comes to food, let us apply the three principles or factors that we just discussed. Have you ever thought how we make the decision to choose what we eat or drink? Most people actually give in to the cravings of their taste buds and that determines what they eat. Or some people just grab whatever is given to them or it's easy to cook. And third, some just follow a diet basis an article, a podcast or any other diet given by nutritionists. But do you notice that we are actually missing the key element? That is, we do not feel the vibe or the energy of the food that we consume. Have you ever analyzed after eating a food? How do you feel energy-wise? Do you feel more calmer? Do you feel more restless? Or do you feel more sleepy? Every food emits a certain vibe and it has a certain impact on our body and mind. We, however, typically only look at it from the lens of the nutritional value. We look at the sugar level, the proteins level, and ignore the vibe aspect. For example, I can consume milk stating that it has high protein, fat and carbohydrate. But what about how it makes me feel? Does it cause any bloating in me or any gas in my stomach? Or does it even increase my concentration? So it is very important to be aware of the vibe aspect. And it is only us who can find it out. Similarly, an, uh, an example of the second principle that we studied is we have all come across so many articles on what to consume, what to eat. For example, I've read so many magazines that give different opinions on what should we have after waking up. Some articles say drink only water, some say drink warm water. Some say drink warm water with lemon, 
some say also add ginger and honey there are numerous opinions given by qualified doctors and nutritionists and very often we read one of them and just start following it but as we discussed these are general advices or recommendation but it is up to us to see which one suits our body persona we all have a unique body and mind our personality is different we need to understand which one suits us and third if you look at the the third principle that we discussed one way to find out whether we control our habits and our food or do they control us is try stopping what you consume daily and see how you feel differently for example if you consume coffee every day try stopping it for a week how do you feel do you get crazy headaches do you feel low energy it means that the coffee has had an controlling or influencing effect on you and created a certain dependency so for now i would just suggest that you focus your awareness to your about three scenarios that we discussed and try really finding out what suits you and what doesn't what controls you and what doesn't let our foods be in harmony with our body and the mind perhaps later we can also go deeper on this topic thanks it's really helpful to understand that and also me for a long time i didn't really look at food from these three aspects can we apply the same to the activity and rest phase of to of the mind too yes i think just like we have the vibe with external people environment there is also a vibe within our body and mind the vibe or energy inside our bodies is not flowing so well due to the accumulation of toxins from our food our environment our lifestyle etc causing various illnesses and disturbing our overall well-being for example the pollution that fills the air outside also fills the lungs inside the plastic that floats in the oceans outside also floats inside our tissues how do we remove these toxins and harmonize our energy flows so there are certain detoxification programs that one can undergo there are also certain specific forms of activity such as yoga postures breathing techniques dance etc that have a significant impact on harmonizing of the vibe or the energy flow within our body finally if you look at the third phase that is the rest phase of the body it's very interesting in fact the most popular books today are on sleep simply lying down or taking a nap is not effective to fully recharge or rejuvenate the body and mind as most often we carry with us a lot of mental and emotional stresses that blocks the body's natural healing processes we need to let these out to cultivate a state of deeper relaxation and stillness 
certain activities such as yoga nidra or yogic sleep in particular is a very useful tool to help achieve this thanks that's, that was very helpful again now how do we approach the well-being of the mind actually i would start by asking what is mind we have rarely spent time even thinking about this anyways a simplistic way to define the mind is mind is a flow of thoughts the lesser the flow the more peace joy and calmness we experience so the problem statement for the well-being of the mind is how do we reduce the number of thoughts or if you have to put it in another way how do we expand the gap between our thoughts so if you look at the three phases of the mind the input phase which is the information that we receive through our five senses sight sound touch taste and smell what are we feeding our mind is it making us more restless or more calmer for example what is the vibe of the music that i listen to what is the vibe of that singer who sings that music if the singer himself is going through a phase of sadness or depression it's highly likely that vibe is also going to pass on to me second if you look at the activity phase of the mind which is the thinking and the processing stage of the mind how do we process the information that we receive it is basis our beliefs our values our beliefs shape our values our values shape our attitude and our attitude shape our behavior and even if there is a single incident two different people can process it completely differently very few of us have actually questioned our beliefs most of us are living our lives basis the beliefs that we borrowed from our family our friends and society around us it is important to think of these fundamental concepts which we often take for granted maybe we can have a separate session to go deeper on these topics and third if you look at the rest phase of the mind it can actually play a very big role in relaxing our mind today if i have to ask you how do you give rest to your mind what would you say majority would actually say i watch netflix i watch a few youtube videos that gives rest to my mind and many are actually doing this before they sleep and after they wake up sometimes even i am addicted to some of these short form videos watching these videos is a passive activity where the mind is constantly bombarded with external stimuli such as sounds and images that can actually trigger more emotions and thoughts leading to more mental activity and restlessness on the other hand the practice of meditation for example 
is an active process where the mind is trained to focus and become more aware of its own activity thereby reducing the restlessness reducing the mental chatter and promoting more calm and relaxations so it's very interesting that when you look at both of these they both provide a break from the demands of daily life however meditation is a more intentional practice to give rest to the mind on the other hand by watching these videos we do not actually give rest to the mind we are actually causing more restlessness and please do not misinterpret meditation here as sitting down with your eyes closed i'm referring to the meditative state that one can also achieve through other activities such as uh, in music either singing or playing an instrument writing also doodling drawing etc this meditative state increases the space between our thoughts thereby enhancing our awareness and relaxation perhaps more about this in the coming sessions and we didn't touch upon the third aspect how do we enhance our intuitional well-being i believe once we have relaxed our body and mind that is achieved a certain level of physical and mental well-being the intuitional aspect within us opens up naturally so for now i would just recommend to engage in activities where you can let your subconscious mind flow for example cooking playing an instrument engaging art or doodling any activity where you can engage or flow without instructions this can actually open up our creative space and enhance our intuitional well-being and can you maybe give some practical technique techniques as well to enhance our body mind and intuitional well-being yes there are actually a few simple techniques and short practices that can have a tremendous impact on achieving our well-being uh we can share them in our upcoming sessions till then i would recommend if we can all identify the status of the three aspects of our well-being the physical the mental and the intuitional then trying to find out what is the root cause of them and also start becoming more aware of our current habits and lifestyle that impacts our physical well-being and our mental well-being that would be amazing thank you so much thank you for listening do like share and let us know your feedback in the comment section have a nice week ahead